0: If you clicked on this, then you likely feel like you are shadow banned on TikTok. And I know how you feel. It is very, very frustrating to have super low views and feel like you aren't growing when everyone else is going viral. Not only are we going to talk about the shadow ban, what causes it, we're going to focus on how do you get out of it? How do you actually break free, break through that 200 view barrier and actually start growing your TikTok account? And before we get into this full conversation, let me give you some context and background as to who I am and why I consider myself a reputable resource to talk about this issue. I originally got on TikTok in early 2019 before it really hit its peak popularity in the US, and I blew up in those early days. I had about six videos in a row that crossed the 1 million view mark, and thanks in large part to those viral videos, I grew from zero to over 300,000 followers in about a two-month span. And for about the next year to 18 months, my TikTok was awesome. I was getting hundreds of thousands of views, even on my absolute worst videos, the things that were just absolutely horrible, looking back on them, horrible choreography, horrible dancing, horrible lip syncing, whatever. Those were still getting at least 50 to 100,000 views. And the reality is that account was going viral so often, and it was so easy to grow my following back then because it was the early stages. Again, like I said, a minute ago, this was before TikTok even blew up, which really happened in mid 2020 here in the US. And so there were very few creators who were consistently uploading. There were very few people who were posting on TikTok. So if you were one of the people who was consistently posting and you were someone who had something that was unique, some sort of flair, some sort of personality, If we're being honest, it was really, really easy to grow your following back then. But now for the problem. And this is something that I've talked about multiple times on previous episodes of Build Your Tribe, so I won't bore your ear off with the whole backstory. But back then on TikTok, like I kind of alluded to a second ago, all I was doing was dancing. I was just twerking around and dancing and being goofy and silly. I was a college football player at the time. So a lot of my videos featured some of my teammates or they featured me like wearing my football pads, which was kind of like this weird thing that people didn't expect to see, right? They didn't expect to see this like masculine man wearing my football uniform and my shoulder pads and my helmet yet doing something very feminine like dancing and moving my hips and twerking around especially in the locker room things like that and so I think that grabbed a lot of people's attention and that was me right I'm silly I'm goofy but that's not what I do that is part of me that's a very small sliver of me but what I do for a living is I help people grow their social media platforms I help them monetize their followings online that's what I've been doing for the last seven or eight years that's what I was doing before TikTok but when I blew up on TikTok I had 300,000 followers who didn't know that and even worse they didn't care about that they cared about me dancing. They cared to see more funny, goofy dancing videos. And it just wasn't realistic for me to keep pumping those out. And if I did, there would be no real way for me to monetize those things because that's just not what I do for a living. I'm not a dance choreographer. I'm not a dancer. I'm not a backup dancer. I'm someone who teaches people like you right now, how to grow their following, grow their business, grow their brand on social. And so when the pandemic started, I took a few months off of TikTok. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? Screw the dancing thing. I'm going to do what I'm known for. I'm going to do what I do for a living on TikTok, and I'm gonna post about growing on social media. I'm gonna post about growing a business, getting more followers, and my views were terrible. I went from like 100,000, 200,000 views on every single video to maxing out at 5,000. But in reality, most of my videos were less than 1,000 views despite having 300,000 followers. And so a lot of people looking at that might say, well, Brock, you're shadow banned. What's going on is the TikTok algorithm hates you and you've made them mad by changing what you're posting about. And so you're going to be shadow banned and you're never going to grow or get views again. And I should say that I kept posting like this for about two and a half years, two and a half years of consistently posting about business topics, about growing your following, growing your social media, growing your personal brand. And despite that consistency, despite trying all the different kinds of TikToks, you know, the viral lip syncs, the little cap cut memes, everything under the sun, I never really found success. And so while I could have just blamed the algorithm, blamed TikTok and said that I was shadow banned, I had to face reality. And the reality was it wasn't the algorithm that was against me, it was my audience. And it makes perfect sense. My audience wanted dancing content and I was giving them business growth advice. And so, as I've documented on the podcast before, in 2023, I decided to start a new account, brand new, fresh, from zero. I spent years, like I said, trying to grow that 300K account, trying to get my followers to want the content that I was posting, but it was just a losing battle. So I decided ultimately to start a brand new TikTok account. That account now has a couple thousand followers. And one of my big goals for 2024 is to be consistent and, in fact, I'm going to start with a 90-day sprint. So on the time sometime either January 2nd or after, I'm posting every single day for the first 90 days of 2024 over on TikTok to start to grow that account and get it moving in the right direction. We'll talk more about that 90-day sprint later, but I wanted to also add this into the prelude to what we're going to be talking about today because I understand what it's like to be at zero. I've spent the last few months getting a couple hundred views on the majority of my videos. Occasionally one will pop off for a few thousand, but I haven't had anything go mega viral and I haven't blown up this new account yet. But because of the experimentation over the last few months, and because I've spent the last few months studying some of the top creators over on TikTok, I've learned a few things and I'm gonna share them with you today. All right, so let's define the word shadow ban because one of my biggest pet peeves in the social media industry is people claiming to be shadow banned, and then when I ask them to describe what's going on, they describe something that is not in fact a shadow ban. So by definition, a shadow ban is when a user is blocked without their knowledge. That's key, without their knowledge, typically by making their posts no longer visible to other users. That's what most people focus on. Most people focus on, hey, I'm getting way less views than before, my engagement's way down, my views suck the last few months. And so they just say that and they're like, because of that, I know I'm shadow banned. First, let's address the whole without their knowledge thing. Oftentimes when I'm having this conversation with people, they'll say something like, one of my posts got taken down and ever since then I can't get views. Or one of my posts got deleted by the app and ever since then I can't grow or they'll get a content warning or a violation or some sort of notice, and then after that, they're not getting views. That, by definition, is not a shadow ban. You might call that a ban, but that's not a shadow ban because there's nothing secretive about it. There's nothing without your knowledge. They're literally telling you, oftentimes, big, bold text deleting the entire video and sending you a pop-up saying, this video was deleted for X, Y, and Z reason. And so if that happens, you're not being shadow banned. You're just being banned. And pretty much every social media platform platform has the right to do that. That's part of what you agree to when you sign up to the platform. You're basically saying, yes, TikTok, I will consume content and create content with the opportunity to reach millions and millions of people as long as I abide by your guidelines. And if you don't abide by their guidelines, then they have every right to take down your content and to throttle your future content because they want to be sure that you're not violating their guidelines again. Some other common reasons why people might think that they are shadow banned on TikTok is they're stuck below 200 views. I don't know what specifically it is about 200 views, but that kind of seems like the number that a brand new account, even if you're posting consistently, you kind of get stuck at, like you get to 223 and then it stops. You get to 198 and then it stops. You get to right around 200 views and then your views just stop. My best guess is that essentially the TikTok algorithm, regardless of how new your account is or how bad your content is or how good your content is, They initially show it to roughly 200 people. And then based off those 200 people's engagement, then your content will be shown to more or less people. But when you're first getting started, when people aren't really interacting with your account, when you don't have a base of followers to boost your engagement to begin with, it's going to be really hard to get above that 200 view mark. I can't tell you how many times I've been scrolling through my TikTok feed and a video will pop up. And like one to two seconds into the video, I'm like, wait, I don't recognize this person. What's going on with this video? And then I'll look and I'll see that it has like two likes and zero comments. And that's an indication to me that TikTok is showing me, the consumer, this video in its early stages. And so oftentimes those early stage videos are a little bit more rough around the edges. They're not the ones that have already been proven to be high quality because of their views and engagement. And so I, as the consumer, am literally less likely to enjoy this video. That is not to say every time there are plenty of videos that i see that have very low likes very low views i end up watching them and i end up enjoying them but there's also a lot of those videos where i'm like what is this like this is random why is TikTok showing me this and i think the majority of us who are stuck below this 200 view mark that's basically what happens is we don't have enough followers to get engagement yet and so when we're shown to that initial 200 people we don't have any engagement. And so when you don't have engagement, you're less likely to get more engagement, which means you're less likely to go viral, which means you're less likely to get more views and more followers. And so it's kind of this cyclical loop that you can kind of feel like you're stuck in. But again, I want to reiterate that this isn't necessarily a shadow ban because you are getting views. You might not be getting viral views. You might not be getting as many views as you think you deserve, but you're still getting views. Another really common outcome that people point to as a reason that they claim to be shadow banned is low engagement. And low engagement quite literally could not be farther from a shadow ban. A shadow ban is algorithmic, meaning that a shadow ban is the algorithm deciding to without telling you, block your content from getting views. But engagement is audience-based. If people aren't liking your video, it means that they don't like your video. If people aren't commenting on your video, it means they had nothing to say in response to your video. If people aren't sharing or saving your video, it is because the content didn't resonate with them enough to generate that kind of engagement. At the end of the day, engagement comes from real people. And the algorithm can't stop those real people once they have watched your video from commenting or liking. So if you have 200 views and you have like, two likes that means that only one percent of people who were shown this video actually enjoyed it now of course you could make the argument that it's the algorithm's job to show it to 200 people who would enjoy it but that's a whole different conversation that requires a lot more consistency a lot more dedication to one niche and a lot more of a focus on things like hashtags and keywords to make sure that you are showing up to the right audience but to be totally honest no algorithm is perfect and so the likelihood that you're ever going to be shown to 100% of people who are interested in your content is just unrealistic and unlikely. But going back to the original point that I was trying to make, if you have, let's say again, 200 views and you only have a couple of likes, then the issue isn't the algorithm. The issue is with the audience. And if the audience isn't enjoying your content, then it's on you to make content that they will enjoy. Rather than focusing on the outcomes like low views or low engagement, If you truly believe that you are shadow banned, then it's important to look at the causes or the potential causes that you may have committed, knowingly or unknowingly, that have led to these low views. And these things are pretty obvious. There are things like cussing, there are things like harassment, illegal activity, or anything else that is frowned upon or even illegal on TikTok. Now, despite what you may hear in the media, I have personally found, and many other large creators have repeated this as well, that TikTok is actually the most stringent or the most PG rated of all of the social networks. I think if you were to put them all on a spectrum, on one end of the spectrum, you have X slash Twitter, where you can post just about anything, full nudity. They have very little rules there. And then in the middle, you have YouTube and the meta platforms like Threads and Instagram and Facebook, where you can post like curse words, you can. Say some things you can have like partial nudity, you can have like artistic nudity, but it's kind of walking a fine line. Where some people who do that sort of stuff they will get their account disabled or taken down, or they will get posts removed. But it's kind of a gray area, it's not like let your freak flag fly rated RX slash Twitter. I would say it's more like PG 13. And then over on the other side, you have apps like TikTok where. Most of the time, it's PG content. Oftentimes, TikTok is removing content that probably shouldn't be removed. Content that is not graphic, is not inappropriate, but a certain amount of people have flagged it, maybe for spam reasons, for hateful reasons, whatever, just it's gotten a lot of flags. Sometimes the algorithm, like I mentioned earlier, is just very imperfect and it makes mistakes. It removes content that it thinks is inappropriate or dangerous or whatever, even though it's truly not. So in my personal experience, TikTok is the most PG rated platform of all of the social networks. And so it's very possible that you have posted something on TikTok that was taken down, especially if you've been on TikTok for a few months or a few years posting consistently, it might be worth scrolling through some of your old content or trying to find your content violations or notices just to check and make sure that you don't have some video from a year and a half ago that was taken down or disabled. Now, again, oftentimes you may have a video that was taken down wrongfully so, a video that was removed because the algorithm made a mistake or because you had a group of haters show up on your video and start reporting it as inappropriate or whatever. And so, if that does happen, you can appeal it. You can try to get TikTok to have like an actual look at this content, a second look to make sure that it is legal and that it is approved. Unfortunately, though, if you have had content taken down, the likelihood of your posts doing well in the future, especially while that post is still up or while that notice of violation is still active or open, it's going to be very unlikely that you're going to have a video go viral or that you're going to grow. So if that has happened to you, you can try your hardest to get in contact with TikTok, to try to get a hold of their customer support, to try to get your video re-looked at and stamped as good to go. But in reality, it might be best to start a new account. I did do an entire episode a few weeks ago about starting a new account. Granted, that was primarily focused on starting a new account on Instagram, but a lot of the same things that we went through in that video apply to TikTok. So you might want to consider starting a new account on TikTok, but Let's say that you look through all of your violations, all of your content, you've never had anything taken down, you have never gone against community guidelines, you've never made a comment or a post that violated TikTok's rules, but your views and engagement are low, then here are my top tips for breaking through this so-called shadow ban, which we now know in reality is likely just low engagement. How do you break through? How do you get more views so that you can get more engagement, so you can get more followers on TikTok in 24? Let's hop into it. Number one, first and foremost, you have to start with a hook. Yasin, a Viral Video Club just did a study of over 50,000 viral hooks, and he posted about some of his findings on his Instagram and TikTok account, and I wanted to share some of those with you. By the way, his account is linked up down in the description below. The first finding is that generally speaking, the less words you use in your hook, the more views your video will get. But again, shorter is usually better. So your goal with your hook should be to be as concise as possible. As you start adding more and more and more words to your hook, you start to lose people's attention and you're less likely to get them to continue watching the video. The second finding is something that I've reported to you on before, which is that negative hooks perform best. And he also found that neutral hooks perform better than positive hooks. So if you're to rank the three different kinds of hooks, negative hooks are in first place, neutral hooks are in second place, and positive hooks are in third place. Negative hooks are hooks that focus on negative outcomes or that use negative words like don't, stop, or avoid. So if I tell you to stop doing these five things with your hashtags in 2024, that's a negative hook. The positive version of that hook would be, here's five things to do with your hashtags in 2024. And the neutral version might be something like a question, maybe, do you use hashtags on TikTok? But again, the biggest finding from this study is that negative hooks performed the best in terms of views. One word of caution that I do want to give you is that we have found in the Insta Club Hub that as you start to overuse negative hooks, and by overuse, I mean consistently using a negative hook in every single one of your videos, the views have diminishing returns. So over time, you're going to be getting less and less views than you were originally. And I think that there's a few reasons for that. Number one, no one likes a negative Nancy. So if every single one of your videos Videos is negative, people are going to start to tune you out. And the second one relates back to human behavior. And if you're always saying something is bad, if something is always negative, don't do this, stop doing this, it will kind of become white noise because it doesn't feel that important anymore. If every single day you're posting three different things that I shouldn't be doing, then I'm going to lose interest in your content and it's not going to grab my attention in the same way. So in summary, use negative hooks sometimes, not all the time. And then the third big takeaway from this study of hooks was analyzing the actual words in the hook and trying to figure out like what is the grade equivalent Comprehension level. So, are these hooks like kindergarten speak, like you were talking to, you know, like a six year old, or are these third grade level, seventh grade level, 12th grade level? And what they found is that generally speaking, hooks that were about a fifth grade level performed the best and got the most views. So, a way that you could reverse engineer this is when you are writing your script for your TikTok videos, you could pop your hook into ChatGPT and then ask ChatGPT what grade level of comprehension this hook is at. Or you could start with ChatGPT, let's say you use it to help you write hooks, you could put into your prompt for ChatGPT to write a fifth grade level hook for your script. In the Instaclub Hub, we also recently did a similar study where we analyzed viral hooks and we compiled them into a top 25 list. You can find the link to download that list of top 25 viral hook ideas down in the description, down in the show notes below this episode. Again, free to download. You just pop in your email and then we'll send you our top 25 viral hooks as well as ideas on how you can relate each of those hooks to your niche. They're kind of Mad Lib style, so all you have to do is, you know, plug in certain words here and there, and then you have an easy viral hook to add to the beginning of your video. So again, if you want to break through the quote-unquote shadow ban, if you want to get more than 200 views on your TikTok videos, start with the hook. The second tip that I have for you is that less is more when it comes to editing. If you regularly watch videos on YouTube or on Instagram Reels, you're used to things that are highly edited. Lots of B-roll, lots of captions, lots of cuts, lots of dynamic transitions and things like this. But on TikTok, that's not really what the average user expects or prefers. Over the last few years, and as these user preferences are always changing, we have found that generally speaking on TikTok, rather than recording your video and then popping it into like final cut or cap cut and chopping it all up and adding all these fancy transitions and edits just record right in TikTok and don't add any fancy edits. I think generally speaking, the reason for this is that that less edited content, feels more genuine. It feels more authentic. It feels more conversational. And that is very much what the average user of TikTok wants to consume rather than this hyper curated, perfected, highly edited piece of content like you would see on YouTube or on Instagram. And so I hope that this is great news because that means that it should be easier, hopefully, to make content on TikTok. You don't have to hire an editor. You don't have to edit yourself for hours and perfect every single little thing. You can just press record right in the app, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, share the things you want to share. And theoretically, that should perform better than if you were to do that and then edit it all up. Speaking of editing though, the one big thing that TikTok is not a fan of, and I should say the TikTok users are not a fan of, is dead space. Dead space, also known as dead air in radio, is when there's a pause like this. It's generally because you're thinking of what you want to say next or because you're speaking conversationally. And in normal human speak, when we talk to each other, there are pauses. There are natural dead space. There's natural lulls. There's natural silent moments. But when people are consuming content on TikTok, They don't like that. And I know this might sound contradictory to the kind of genuineness that we were talking about in the previous tip, but there is one thing that people very much don't like when they are consuming content on TikTok, and that's long pauses, oftentimes caused by big breaths or the infamous millennial pause. The millennial pause refers to this very common behavior of people over the age of 30, which is when they are starting a video, there's a a pause and oftentimes a breath And it's because the people over the age of 30, and I'm not trying to be ageist right now, I am borderline millennial myself. I am very, very much someone who commits the millennial pause all the time. It's something that takes a lot of practice for me to not do. But the millennial pause is essentially pausing at the very beginning of your video, oftentimes because as someone over the age of 30, you want to make sure that that video is recording. And so you kind of do like a half a second pause to double check. Or it's because we, over the age of 30, were used to what phones and recording was like in the early 2000s, where you did have to wait maybe a half a second or two in order for the video to actually start recording. But on TikTok, the second your thumb skin presses that record button, it starts recording. And so what I like to do is do, do my breath in and then start recording at the second that I start talking to hopefully eliminate that millennial pause. But if you do have a millennial pause or if you do have a pause at the end of your video or a pause anywhere in your video, just cut it out. Just trim it out in the editing, in the post-production. And thankfully TikTok has significantly improved their in-app editing. So you can record right in the app and you'll be able to remove those little dead spaces and pauses right there without having to download it and pull it into a full editing app and chop it up exactly like we were talking about not doing in the previous tip. My fourth tip for you to break through the TikTok algorithm and start growing your account in 2024 is to not use YouTube style calls to action on YouTube, you are very much used to, all of us, we're very much used to watching videos where at some point in the video, maybe at the end, maybe at the beginning, after the intro, you're going to hear someone say, don't forget to press the like button, make sure to subscribe for more. Sometimes you're even going to see these things last one to two minutes where they're making a plea and they're saying, I don't know how the algorithm works, but if you like this video, it pushes out to more people and it really helps my channel. And that's just not necessary on TikTok. The average TikTok user understands and it feels kind of like pandering. It feels kind of like below them. If you're telling them, don't forget to like this video, don't forget to do this and that. And while you can absolutely have success with calls to action, generally speaking, we have found that it is better to use calls to action that are more conversational, that feel more open-ended and they feel less gimmicky, less algorithmic and less like this video if you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow for more. Like if I already take this podcast today and condense it down into something that was meant for TikTok, instead of saying, don't forget to save this if you learn something new, or don't forget to follow for more, I might end by asking an open-ended question like, how long have you been trying to grow on TikTok? Or do you feel like you're shadow banned on TikTok? Or what do you think about everything I just shared? Am I totally off my rocker? Just things that are more open-ended and create more conversation rather than are clearly meant for the algorithm. Basically, the idea is on TikTok, make content that people want to like. If you want more likes, make, content that gets people talking if you want more comments. Rather than having to ask them to do those things, create content that naturally makes them want to do those things. And of all of the different forms of engagement, view time, watch rate, likes, comments, save shares, whatever, I would recommend focusing on share-worthy content the most. And that's my fifth tip for you to break through the quote unquote shadow ban and to actually start growing your account in 2024 focusing on creating share-worthy content. But what is share-worthy content? It's content that is worthy of being shared. I know, I just had to say that. But of course, what actually is worthy of being shared? That's the more important question here. We have generally found it's one of four things number one, it is something that is emotional. Maybe it's really funny. Maybe it's really cute. Maybe it's something that's really sad and heartfelt. Emotional content, content that pulls at the heartstrings and moves people, that is generally highly shareworthy. The second kind of content that we have found to be highly shareworthy is inspiring or motivating content. That's one of the reasons that people like David Goggins or Mel Robbins or Gary Vee are so popular is because they oftentimes share things that are very powerful in terms of inspiration or motivation. That sort of stuff is highly shareworthy. The third kind of content which I have done entire podcasts on that is highly shareworthy is controversial content. Now, disclaimer, I am not telling you to intentionally piss people off, make people mad, call people out, be rude and inappropriate and get canceled, but what I am telling you is that if you have a strongly held belief that relates to your niche, share it on your social media, share it on your TikTok, because it gets people talking, it gets people sharing, it gets people interacting. Even the people who disagree are oftentimes going to leave those comments, letting you know, and that helps you in terms of the algorithm, helps you get more views, helps you get more followers. So post controversial stuff, if you believe in it, and if it relates to your niche. And then the fourth kind of content that we find is highly shareworthy is relatable content. The type of stuff where like when you see it in your feed, you say, this is so me, or this is so us, or this is so my dog or my mom or whatever, and then you send it to your mom and you're like, this is so you, or you send it in the group chat and you're like, this is so us, this is so us. You send it to your partner and you're like, this is so me these sorts of videos that are highly relatable, that feel like they are a reflection of ourselves being displayed or maybe even made fun of by someone else, highly, highly shareworthy. And then my last tip for you to grow your TikTok, to get rid of the shadow ban and to break through that 200 view barrier is to post long form videos. In 2021, the top dog, the best kind of content, the king of kings on TikTok, was a six to seven second looping video that grabbed people's attention and then it played on a repeat a bunch of times. And so it racked in that view duration. It really spiked the percent of time that people watched the video. But TikTok has learned the algorithm has gotten smarter and so tricking it into thinking that you have a super high watch rate just because your video is four seconds long doesn't necessarily work as well anymore. Now, what TikTok is a big fan of, and this was true for all of 2023, it's gonna be true for 2024 as well, is long form content, more than 60 seconds, more than 90 seconds. In fact, TikTok now allows most users to go up to 10 minutes and it even allows, get this, some people to go up to 30 minutes with their vertical TikTok videos, which is mind-blowing. Speaking of vertical, there is now features where you can actually rotate into horizontal mode on TikTok because TikTok wants to compete with YouTube. TikTok recognizes that people, when they're on their phones, watch TikTok. But when they're on their TVs or computers, they watch YouTube. And so TikTok wants to really dominate the mobile video space, the mobile content space, by really keeping us there for longer. And one of the ways they know they're going to do this is with long form videos. So make the TikTok algorithm happy by catering to what it's looking for, which is longer videos. Do these things and then I'll throw in one more bonus. Stay consistent. Just keep posting. Not once every week, but once every single day. You're welcome to join me in the 90-day sprint. If you are going to do so, pop over to my TikTok, which of course is Brock11Johnson, and leave a comment on one of my recent videos telling me that you are going to do the 90-day sprint with me. This is something that I'm doing to personally challenge myself to stay consistent for the first 90 days of 2024 on TikTok. At least one post per day, every single day for the first three months. If you want to join me in that, if you want to challenge yourself as well, pop over to my TikTok and let me know. It's okay if you start a few days late. It's okay if you need to start you know, the second week of January. You need to start whenever you're listening to this podcast. Just let me know. Pop over to my TikTok. Leave a comment on one of my recent videos letting me know that you're joining me. And I would really appreciate it if you followed me while you're over there on TikTok as well. Best of luck growing your TikTok in 2024. I hope you're wishing me luck as well. And I will see you See you over on TikTok.